have to win there. Painter understands. Oh, everybody! John Hodges baptizing the masses! Trying to save it. Jump ball here and kept in play by Edwards. What a great numbers. Take it numbers. Edwards steps it in! Thursday night, December 29th, 2022, the last 2022 episode of the Boiler Breakdown coming at you. I'm Terry Lee, along with one of my co-hosts, Evan Webb. We are back after a little two-week break. It's been a while. Feels feels longer than two weeks. It does feel longer than two weeks, but it's good to be back. Good to be back. Uh, you know how December is every year, holidays, things get crazy busy, Um it feels good to be back and uh, excited to talk about what was a pretty easy boiler basketball win tonight over Florida A and M. It was probably uh, probably one of the more comfortable games we've had as of late. With this game, I feel like we've had a couple of games where we could have put teams away. You know, thinking of Davidson or even one before that, or like Nebraska could have been a game that we could have put them away. You know, had we hit had some shots fall. So didn't really have the shots fall tonight as much as I'd like to see, but it was nice to see us cruise to a you know thirty. Still didn't cover. We didn't cover. I think the spread was like 36 and a half. And we covered yeah, like 33. Yeah, it's a big but. spread. That's, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, I like the gamble on sports, but I don't gamble on uh, college basketball as much as no. college football <clears throat> or NFL because I feel like it's all decided by free throws <laughs> more yeah. times than not, and it's just too nerve-wracking. Um, but good win for the Boilers tonight. They won by a final of 82 to 49. Uh, Brandon Newman was kind of the storyline tonight. 18 points, five blocks, four rebounds. Yeah. Yeah, it was good to see Newman kind of get a stroke back a little bit. I mean, he, had a, he had some nice jump shots. He drove a lot. Like I said, like the five blocks was huge. It's nice to see him give that kind of effort on defensive end. It's something that we <clears throat> didn't always see a whole lot last year, really from anybody on the team, to be honest with you. <laughs> but uh, it's nice to see him kind of buy in defensively and really kind of – that's what kept him on the floor too. I mean, not, not only his shot-making ability, but his ability to you know, defend the ball and block the ball when needed. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he, I mean, he was one of many guys that played pretty solid tonight. I'm looking at the box score right now. Uh, Caleb First, who started. Yep. Um, I, I was interested to see what starting five was going to be with Zach Eady being back in the lineup, being healthy. I didn't know if Mason Gillis would return to his uh, starting spot at the four or if First would stay there, which he was there in Gillis's three-game absence when he was out with a back injury. But First uh, remained a starter. He, was, he had 10 points in 20 minutes of action, six rebounds, hustled his butt off. Got uh-huh. A lot of offensive rebounds, and uh, like you tweeted from our account, death taxes Caleb first getting offensive boards and making it into points. He's perfect four for four from the floor. Had yeah. he had he made one more free throw, he would have been perfect from the floor and free throw line. But yeah, it's uh, tough to do much better than that. Uh, Zach Eady, fourteen points, ten boards, so an off night for him in a double double <laughs> in twenty two uh, minutes. He's four for five from the floor, six of seven from the line. Only one uh, foul. That's been probably one yeah. of the biggest things with him is he just has not, knock on wood, gotten in foul trouble 
much at all this right. year. I mean, I was kind of, I mean, I'm sure we'll get into maybe you talking about last, the last game we played where he was out for that game, but it's, you know, the team hasn't only had to play without him a whole lot, except for when he's right. just taking a break. Right. No, it's, uh, it's been a pleasant surprise how he's been able to stay out of foul trouble. We know it's coming. Mm-hmm. It's coming eventually in the big 10 game. Hopefully it's not next Monday against Rutgers, yeah. um, but that'll be a physical team who plays really good defense. So it'll be interesting to, See the Boilers take on that challenge. Uh, Fletcher Lawyer, seven points in 15 minutes. Felt like five of those seven came real quick like they normally do. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Three from eight from the floor, only one for five for three-point range. Getting good looks. They're just not going down for whatever reason. I keep wanting them to shoot those and keep wanting them to get those looks because they're going to fall eventually. Yeah. And they're going to keep being there, especially, I mean, with especially when getting a big 10 play, no teams are going to, with their physicality and their size, are going to be able to, you know, cause E more trouble down there, especially when they double them. So there's going to be open looks. We just got to gotta knock them down and keep them honest. Yep. Ethan Morton, one point, 19 minutes of action, had uh, one rebound, four assists, 0 for 3 from the floor, 1 for 2 from the line, 0 for 3 for uh, three-point range. But he did a good job defensively. Right, he He's did. really turning into Purdue's best defender. Mm-hmm. Uh, Braden Smith, uh, seven points, 22 minutes of action, four rebounds, four assists, 2 for 4 from the field, 3 for 3 from the line. 0 for 1 from a three-point range. Newman, like we said, 18 points and 26 minutes of action. So he played the most minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, four rebounds, five blocks, seven for 13. I did not realize he shot 13 times. <laughs> uh, three for six from three-point range, but one for four from the line tonight. Hmm. Um, if you're going to nitpick out one thing from his game today, that's probably the one thing. Gl- uh, glad to see Trey Kaufman ran, uh, put back-to-back solid performances together. He had 11 mm-hmm. points in 20 minutes of action, six rebounds, two assists, four for six from the field, three for five from the free throws line, which usually he makes them all. Yeah. Um, just little nitpicks here and there. Uh, David G gets seven points in 19 minutes of action, two for six from the floor, one for four from behind the arc, two for three from uh, the charity stripe. Mason Gills, five points in 16 minutes, but he also had five boards, two for five from the floor, one for three from three-point range. And uh, Brian Waddell, zero points in 15 minutes of action. He did have one rebound, one assist. Over two from the floor, over two from three-point range. Yep. Um, let's see here. Carson Barrett, uh, zero points. Uh, but Chase Martin ended up with uh, three points or two points, darn near five points yeah. on uh, one of two from shooting. So fun when um, everybody gets to play, including the walk. Absolutely. It really the only thing that I saw that I really didn't like was some of the I wasn't that I didn't like. It was just, you know, we got a lot of good looks. I know Waddell's both of his threes didn't look good from the shot and then Morton. Morton had an air ball. As soon as he let it go, I was like, that's, that's not gonna be close. Yeah, that's but but it's I mean it's, it's in we're nitpicking, I guess a thirty three point win, so I'll take it. I mean mm-hmm. Yeah, as I said, my biggest fear in this game was obviously to come back from a holiday break. Right. You know, we've seen, I mean, the game before our game, Ohio State, you know, and Ohio State ended up winning pretty handily, but the first half they were, you know, it was a, it was a close game at halftime. And, you know, I was wondering, you know, first game out of the break, how they're slow and all that. But I thought we played pretty well, all things considered. I, I really didn't see us like feel like we were, and like we were like a step slower or anything. I'm not sure if you saw, if you thought that too or if you, what you saw. No, I mean, I was a little discouraged right before half. I thought we took our foot off the gas a little bit, let them at least climb back in a little and get some hope. But the way we came back in the second half and got up early, 
Um, that was that's what good teams do. This is Florida A yeah. M team. They're now two and nine, but they've played a lot of big time opponents, including Louisville and uh, Kentucky. So they're used to the big time moment. Yep. So that that's what a lot of people overlook when you play these teams. You just look at the record. You don't look at who they play. Um, you know, I think they're within yeah. ten against Kentucky yeah. at half or something. So they had it within seven with six minutes left in that game, but could oh, not wow. could not close it or get any closer. Yeah, there. but. Uh, and Kentucky lost last night. They're uh, off to a bad start for them. Four losses already. Uh, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I could go on for a few minutes about that, but I'm not going to. <laughs> but, uh, man, 13-0. and Undefeated in the non-conference for the second straight year. 24 consecutive non-conference victories, if I'm not mistaken. Lo- longest streak in the country. I can't even remember who we lost to in 2020 in non-conference. 2020 is such a blur, that weird COVID year. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to even think that we would have lost to. We lost to Miami. Miami. I remember that yeah. year. We blew we lost. a humongous lead. Yeah. We were in some preseason tournament and we lost a game. I think we lost like one of the first games we played on Thanksgiving Day. Um, can yeah, I, I just do not it was, yeah. remember that season at all. No, it was. I mean, again, going to it, it was just a lot of, not a whole lot of expectations. It was kind of just, let's just see where this team's at with a bunch of freshmen and. And they're just happy to have basketball back in our lives. Those, the games don't really stand out all that much like they do those last couple of years. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But if you would have told me before the season, we'd be 13-0, <laughs> ranked number one in the country, undefeated going into 2023. I'd been like, give me whatever you're on. Whatever you're on, I'm not even going to ask you to give it to me because I want some of it. Yeah, um, Unbelievable. Just it's, it's been a fun ride, and I hope it keeps on going. Yeah, I keep waiting for that, you know, that that dip. And, I mean, even – I'm not even sure you can qualify the, the shooting slump that we've been in these last – that's even a dip, but we're still winning games. Still shot 48%. I mean, it wasn't yeah. – we didn't shoot lights out, but it could be a lot worse. Yeah, it was like 24% from three to nine. Yeah, which is, yeah. We have been shooting. But I think we some did of miss three, nine free throws, too, I think. Nine. Yeah, I don't like that. Um, but, yeah, it's – I. I'm not even sure if I had a record in mind of what I wanted. I think I wanted to, I, I wanted to get at least one in the PK80. The first I want to get Virginia. That yep. after that, I really didn't care. Yep. Um, you know, obviously, like I wanted to get some road games, but I thought we'd have at least two to three losses. I think yeah, by this yep. point. Um, yep. So the fact that we've handled business and even handled business when things weren't going our way, like Davidson game, was, I mean, that's a game that you know I, mean, I hate comparing teams in years, especially last year and this year. So right. I love last year's team, but it's like you know that's a game. Last year's team not shooting well. Do we win that game? I'm not sure. I mean, I, it, it's, I, I've, said, there. I've said that about our Nebraska game that we won an overtime. No, yeah. I don't oh, know yeah. if last year's team wins that game. I don't think uh, so. And, and I'm like you. I hate comparing teams, and especially to last year's team because they're yeah. very different, but it's just recency biased. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, I think we could start comparing this team to the 09-10 team and the 93-94 team just because oh. they're the three only three teams that start off 13-0 in school history. Those What's other teams – those other two teams got the fourteen and zero, and then lost. Um, and the 9 ten team lost three in a row. Dropped one at Wisconsin, dropped the home game to Ohio State, and then dropped one at Northwestern. Then okay. they got real hot, and then we yeah. know how the season ended. Yeah. Uh, that team only lost five games going into wow. the tournament because um, they dropped one after Robbie blew his knee out. They dropped one to Michigan State, mm-hmm. then they lost to Minnesota in the Big Ten tournament. Yep. And then they eventually lost to Duke. So they only lost six games overall that whole entire year. Wow. Um, that I still think that was the best 
Purdue team when they were healthy that we've seen oh, in a yeah. lifetime. Uh, that team was pretty special. But uh, yeah, hopefully, the, hopefully this team. I mean, I mean, next week's gonna be a gauntlet. Three games in seven yeah. days. Rutgers at home. Students not back. It'll be a packed house. I mean, it's gonna be oh, a good yeah. environment, but still, students not back. Rutgers has been a pain in our side. Um, then we go to Columbus on Thursday night. Once again, students won't be there. It's not the most raucous environment even when they're there, but that's still a Big Ten road game against a team that's got a lot of talent. And then Sunday, Penn State was smart to schedule a game away from their arena when their students aren't back for yeah. break. And uh, that place will be rocking too, and that will be a dogfight. Yeah, um, I, I definitely don't want to lose a game. I don't want to see our undefeated streak snapped this soon. I don't want to see it at all, of course, but <laughs> this soon. But but if you gave me two and one right now, I would probably. Oh, that. absolutely, yeah. And I think I'm trying to think which game would be okay. I don't want to lose the records because it's at home. Right. It's the only time we play them. Um. So we wouldn't get revenge. Um. <sighs> if I had to pick one of the three to lose, I'd almost rather lose at Penn State. I yeah. I think even I that think sounds be, weird though saying that, yeah. but. Yeah, it's, 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 just, it's just because probably in, in, in the last few years, Matt and company have done a lot better. But that stupid arena has been the house of horrors for Purdue um, more times than not over in Columbus. So I don't right. know lose there. Yeah. And the Pennsylvania games at the Palestra would be mm-hmm. really cool. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean – Yep. It's Micah. I don't know. It is, it is yep. what it is. I mean, they can they can shoot if they're. I mean, if they're on a roll like they were against Illinois at Illinois, that they were just absolutely just bombing away and they just ran away with that game. It'll be interesting too. Then, not getting too uh, far ahead of ourselves here, but then our next home game after that's a Friday night against Nebraska. Our students still won't be back. That's right. Um, they come back to school the following week. We do play up at East Lansing on Martin Luther King Jr. Day. I'm, I mean, I'm guessing their students will be back. They won't have That's class, good. but yeah. even if they yeah. are on campus, I'm sure they'll show up for that one. So our next home game with students will be the 22nd against Maryland. <laughs> Just wild. <laughs> yeah, it just seems like forever. That's that's uh, over a month. I know games with students. That's crazy. I know. I know. But but thankfully Purdue has a very loyal, solid fan base when it comes to basketball and they don't have to worry about empty seats, which a lot of other schools, even one down south in Indiana, has to worry about when their students aren't aren't in attendance. Yeah. But uh, it's been a fun ride so far. It is I mean it's what's been uh what's been your favorite moment of uh of, of this season oh, so man. far, it's either beating Gonzaga or beating Duke. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, Duke was sweet because it's it's the New York Yankees of college basketball and it won a championship. But beating Gonzaga on that Friday night was just like yeah. the real eye opener. Like, and, and I know they've struggled a little bit this year, but it's they're they've been the cream of the crop of college basketball for the last decade. And yeah, it's just and you know they're going to be good in March. And yeah, one of those two. One of those I, two. I, I think for me, it's the Gonzaga game just because it was. We beat West Virginia, which is what I, you know, like I've mm-hmm. already said, you know, that's what I wanted. Is like, okay, we'll just see how we do up against a, you know, a top team. The fact that we just ran away with it, I was like, holy crap! Like this, <laughs> this is, this is not what I expected. It's because yeah, that new game was kind of just was kind of icing on the cake. Like didn't expect to be there. Um, like you said, you know, it's Duke. You know, regardless of how good they are, it's still Duke. Um, but yeah, that Gonzaga and having you know, they have Drew Timmy, who was you know before the season was a you know first team All American. I think for the most part, you know he's been kind of the face of college basketball for the last couple of years. It seems like, um, and so you had to beat them, and 
in, in that environment. I mean, basically it was almost a home game for them being right. in Portland and they're not <clears throat> too far. Mm-hmm. That was, that was pretty sweet. And the fact that it was a late game. So I was up to like three in the morning. So I couldn't, <laughs> couldn't fall uh, adrenaline was pumping. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, but it's uh Yep, anxious to see to get Big Ten play going. It's going to be fun because Big Ten's been an interesting conference. At start of uh, in November, uh, Big Ten came hot out of the gates, and we're like, okay, Big Ten's going to be a lot tougher than everybody thought. Now that we're almost into January, eh, a lot of teams have cooled yeah. off. Yes, yes. Before the year it was, it was the talk was, you know, it's a Big Ten going to be down because they lost, they lost a lot of guards. I mean, think about it, you right. know, they lost Dave Ivey, Johnny Davis, um, Keegan Murray, mm-hmm. probably your three biggest ones, especially you know. Were all three lottery picks? I mean, definitely Keegan and Jaden. I'm not sure where Johnny. I don't think Johnny Davis was a lottery pick. All first-rounders, I should say. Right, right. Um, it was kind of the you – know, this year was going to be the year of the big man between, you know, it was kind of Trace Jackson, Davis, Hunter Dickinson were kind of the top two, and then you you then you'd probably talk about Edie, but now it's kind of flipped where Edie's now running away with the National Player of the Year as of right now if you were to, if you were to vote today. Um, and then, you know, the, like I said, we started out hot. You know, teams were – beating up on everybody and then yeah it's just kind of you know illinois gets blasted <laughs> by missouri i um, mean killed i watched yeah. half that game i thought maybe illinois make a run and that team <laughs> i know they they have enough talent to turn around but that team oh, yeah. might be in big trouble yeah that, that's a team that when they're clicking they're they can beat anybody but if it's not then they can lose to anybody and lose badly yeah um I mean, Iowa loses at home to Eastern Illinois, who, after being a 30 I think they're struggling think, tonight at Nebraska. Let me check uh, the score here. They're down 12 and a half. Yeah, they're struggling because they're healthy tonight. Chris Murray's Michigan's back. up one against Central Michigan at home. What frauds. <laughs> That's, that was yeah, that, that was a team I thought for sure, like, like I thought was going to be really good. You know, obviously, if Dickinson back for his third year, um, they always have to. I mean, they're going to get talent just being Michigan. Um, Maryland's only up three and a half tonight against Maryland yeah. Baltimore. It's a tough. It's it's, yeah. it's Northwestern won by five against back. Brown. Penn yeah. State easily won. Ohio State won easily. Yeah, uh, yeah I mean yeah. Minnesota. They can't play the game tonight. Illinois plays Bethune Cookman, who Bethune's played. You know, they played Indiana. They played. I think they played Iowa too this year. So they've they've gone up against some Big Ten talent already. So they yeah. can. There's some potential. I mean, they're three point favorites. We'll see. I mean. I'll see if they can figure it out with the old, old Brad throwing the team under the bus. Yeah, Jawan Jawan Howard's I don't think he's near as good as coach there, but I thought he was. He can no. recruit, but it's starting to show. And if the NBA I don't know if the NBA would be interested, but if it comes calling, he might he might take it the next time yeah. it comes calling. So, I think he would. Yeah. Especially maybe by that time, maybe his son would be through. I d I don't know. I don't yeah. Know. But yeah, it's gonna be interesting to follow. It's gonna be interesting to follow. It's uh we're getting into the thick of things now. Conference play. That's when it gets fun and you have the recognizable names and the coaches, and everybody knows everybody really well. Yeah, unfortunately, anybody can beat anybody. Yeah, anybody can beat anybody any night. So you got to bring it every single time you go on the step on the floor. So, so looking forward to it though. Looking forward to it. I, I was gonna ask you. You know, I could usually typically I'd ask you your non-conference MVP, but I mean it's Zach Eady. I mean, how <laughs> yeah. can it not be? You know, like you said, he's the front runner for National Player of the Year right now. So. Um, Which is. Still baffling to me because I mean we've had some really good players and we had Jay Ivey, we had Caleb Swanigan, you know I'm not sure Carson really ever mentioned in that realm, but I mean obviously when we had Biggie it was like you know there was that push for you know pretty definitely made the push for him being national player which 
looking back, I'm not sure why he wasn't talked about more just because of the stats he put up was stupid. But it's like, I mean, you talk to any, I mean, you listen to any national pundit about college basketball, and like, oh, it's Zach Eady, like far and away the best player right now, which is just so crazy about where, where we were when he committed. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, like, okay, this is, you know, going to redshirt because we got Matt Harms and Trey Gonzalez. Williams. And then it's like, oh, crap, this kid's got to play now because <laughs> Matt Harms transferred to. Like, oh, he's a pretty, you know, he'll be really good. You know, eventually now it's like, holy, this kid is phenomenal. He keeps getting better and better. I mean, he's yeah. very fundamentally sound, makes good decisions with the ball. He's becoming a better defender than I ever thought he would be. Um, yeah, he's the real deal. He's a good college basketball player. I don't yeah. know how that's going to transpire to the next level, but that's something hopefully we don't have to worry about till April. So, yep. yep. Any other thoughts on hoops before we uh, change course a little bit and talk talk a little football? I guess who's your you have a, a some like big surprise uh, so far? It's between Smith and Lawyer. Um, yeah, I think for me it's Smith. Um, I mean, I knew both of them were going to be good. I wasn't sure either of them was going to were going to start coming into this year. Besides what we read, you know, during the summer, and then both of them made such a big impact. I mean, especially against Gonzaga and Duke. I mean, yeah. Fletcher was throwing in daggers against Duke. I'm like, wow. Um, <laughs> Yeah, but but it would probably be Smith for me too, just because he's been more consistent. Yeah, I have to agree. But no, everybody's for the most part has played pretty well. So. Any disappointments so far? I mean, it's hard to be disappointed with a thirteen <laughs> number one ranked team, but mm, not really. I mean, I guess I could say Gillis from a scoring standpoint, but that's not yeah. always been his his mo, anyways. And he missed three games due to back injury, so that's not yeah. really fair. Um. I'm glad Kaufman Renz put a couple of yeah. good games back to back because for a little while, even though you could tell the talent was there, I was nervous with his maybe not getting as many minutes as other guys and he wasn't scoring as much as he probably wanted to. But the last yeah. two games, he's looked really solid. Yeah. I think mine isn't any players, just, just our shooting, three point yeah. shooting. I mean, I know obviously we, you know, we lost some good guys, but just knowing who we have on the team between, you know, Mason's, you know, efficient shooter, Newman's efficient shooter, we know what Lawyer did at the high school level. Um, it's just frustrating to see, which hopefully just means hopefully means they're gonna fall. I know, I know, because we're gonna get open looks with double and and, and sometimes triple teams going to eat. Yeah, um, it's gonna happen. So, Caleb first has been a surprise too for me. I should say, um, yeah, he's had. I mean, his offensive rebounding has been phenomenal. Just like he's, it seems like there's like. Maybe not every game, but almost like every other game, there's like a stretch. If maybe things are, are things aren't going well, he has some just like just burst of energy where yep. he just gets a couple of buckets. You know, gets a couple of them being you know offensive putbacks. Um, I mean, he's he's like I mean, he's a he was a highly recruited player for sure. a reason, and we're kind of starting to see that. But he's been because he really didn't have a chance to really show that last year, which I mean, understandably with with who he had in front of him. But he's been outside of his three point shooting, he's been. He's been great. Yeah, his his bounce is really good. He jumps. Yeah, he's got quick quick jump off the floor. So yeah, it does. Um, he's he's really athletic. Um, yeah, but no, this team's been like a, I'm, I feel like I'm repeating myself. I feel like I'm broken. <laughs> fun to watch, but they've had really good chemistry. They play hard. They play good defense for the most part. Um, dive on the floor a lot. And David Jenkins Jr., a guy we haven't even mentioned tonight, he's been a nice addition. So. Yeah. I think that's probably one of the things I've, I've enjoyed the most is just the the hustle plays. I mean, I feel like our teams haven't had that the last couple of years, and I kind of kind of because obviously Gillis had that in him last year, and so I just kind of always associate that with him. But then now that I'm seeing everybody do it, I'm like, oh wow, we really haven't had a team do this in right. 
a handful while. of years mm-hmm. were probably since uh, the Dakota PJ. I feel like right. those teams. I feel like we haven't had that type of team where everybody's getting after it, which has been refreshing to see. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, hopefully they keep it rolling, starting with the Rutgers uh, Monday night. And thanks to the Big Ten, that game's at 7 o'clock. It's not at noon like it was originally scheduled. So yeah. doesn't have to interfere with the bowl game, which we'll, we might as well talk about the Citrus Bowl, <laughs> the Cheez-It Citrus Bowl. I don't know, Cheez-It sponsors like 500 bowls now. Yeah. Um, 14 half-point dogs at LSU. LSU has a lot. 14. <laughs> yeah, LSU's had a lot of guys up. They had a wide receiver jump pro yesterday or declare for the Didn't draft. he like, say he was going to come back and then like yep. 20 minutes later he's yep, gone? changed his mind. That's probably some bad communication between a yeah. player and, and, and uh, marketing or PR or whoever it was. <laughs> uh, but they have a lot of guys opt out, but their opt outs won't hurt as bad as Purdue's. When, when Aiden O'Connell, Payne Durham, Charlie Jones, Jalen Graham, Corey Trice – all opt out of the bowl game. Then you also had Spencer Holstich uh, transfer to UCLA. Um, you've had multiple defense alignment put their name in the portal, even though they're all going to play in the bowl game. Y- yeah, I don't have my hopes up for this. I, no, I don't. <laughs> it's, it's weird. It's weird with yeah. the whole – we talked about on their last pod two weeks ago when Purdue hired uh, Ryan Walters that the – some of the Louisville guys were staying on to coach through the bowl game. We didn't know Drew Brees at the time was going to be yep. a, a helper. That's that's cool. And and we can talk about his other contributions as being an assistant coach, limited assistant coach uh, here in a here in a moment. But um, yeah, I just say let it all hang out. Yeah, play loose, have fun, have Austin Burton slinging around, try to get Mockaby a thousand yard season, and uh, see what happens. Yeah, I mean. I, I'm trying to. I probably should have gone back and listened, but I'm not sure how I felt going into last year's bowl game. Obviously, it was a bit different, just given we had. I mean, we had some obviously opt outs between Bell and Karloftis, but right. we still have most guys playing. Yep. Um, Except we had a few guys like the day of or day before get sick. That's it, right. Because it, it really like remember that rumor the night before the bowl was, game going around that O'Connell wasn't going to play. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then yeah they. They posted a video, proof of all posted the video on Twitter or on the social media, like them walking yeah. to the statement. It's, it's O'Connell. It's like, yeah. they, they're, they know. They know. <laughs> they yeah, smart, they're, right? on, they're on the boards. They're on yep. the boards. Um, yeah, I'm not feeling confident at all. Um, I'm really glad I decided not to go to the, I mean, I'm not that really, I'm never ever going to go, but I'm really glad I right. Right. didn't make the trip. Because um, that's, I, I've talked to some people that are like, not spending money watching these guys when all these people are opting out. It's like, I mean, I, I mean, it's just it's the people who are talking to are older, so I get it. It's a generational yeah. thing, but it, I mean, it is what it is. It is what it is. Like, I mean, I get why they do it. Um, yep. I think there's definitely some solutions to fix that potentially. Um, but I mean, what, right what, what do you think? I'd be curious. What What do you think could be a solution? I think, um, and I've heard him. I've heard a lot. Of, I've heard of the guys in both sports say, and I've I agree with them. Part of these I've I've thought of before, but I think you you got to like pay the player something. Like the winning team gets X amount, they can split up between the team or whatever. Like have something to play for, because um, I get because right. I mean now with the college football playoff, like especially I think I'm almost thinking that with it expanding, it's going to make these bowls mean even less because it's like mm-hmm. you know four. It's like okay, you know, especially being Purdue fans, it's like we're not we're not getting it unless we you know absolutely go. We we have to go undefeated, which has never happened, so <laughs> we're not going to see it. Um, but like when it goes to twelve, it's like oh man, we're not even if we're not a top twelve team. Like, what's the point, sort of thing? 
I think that, I mean, there's, I've seen people say, um, move them up, move the bulls up. Um, so that they're not, it's not a month in between the season ending and, and the bowl game, which I, that, I mean, I, I like still that breaks it gives, especially like these younger guys, a chance to, to, to practice a lot more. Um, it gives the younger guys a lot more reps, get some guys back from injury that might've been out last couple games. But I think the biggest thing is just, you got to compensate the guys in some way, make it worthwhile. I mean, obviously they get their, you know, their swag bags and all those gifts, but like, I mean, in the day of NIL, like yeah. you gotta, you gotta pony up. Yeah, and, the, and the thing there, my concern there is like a lot of Purdue guys opt out. They're, they're trying to make the NFL. Right. Um, NFL paychecks gonna be a lot yeah, yeah, more still right. than what they're yeah. getting compensated from the Bulls, but I think they gotta try something. Yeah, um, you know, I wish they could move the NCAA could move back something where you couldn't opt out till after bowl season or something like that. But yeah, with that, I think too. Then I you run into the semester of school. Yeah, and I think that's the, that's yeah. more the transfer portal stuff. I'm sorry, yeah, I'm kind of getting say, confused in my head. I think I think the transfer should be moved, but like you said, like for these guys, if they want to get into school, they have yeah, to be enrolled. I don't know how you make if they want to practice, so yeah, that's that's tough. Because the coaching carousel screws it up too, as we oh, saw. Yeah. You know, I oh, mean, yeah. you know, it's just, it's just weird. It makes everything weird. Um, but you know, I've been watching some of these bowl games, and a lot of them are darn competitive. Oh yeah, so, still, you know I mean, the players like, playing in it, especially the young guys, still care. And like you mentioned, the practices for the young guys—that's the most important thing. Yeah. Getting the extra month of reps, and so I don't know what's going to happen when it goes to twelve teams. You know, I saw—I think it was Danny Cannell or somebody out there proposing eight wins to be bowl eligible, not six, not seven, eight. That would cut down on the bowls big time. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's right. feasible though, because yeah, I think I think you get away with seven. Um, yeah. But I think I think part of it too is just there's just too many bowls. There are too many. It's just like, um, where it's like I mean, I get it. It's, it's all money, but like, yeah. And the thing that stinks is now if you take away a bowl from a certain community, that might kill that. Commu- that's going to kill that community's yeah, income. That's true. Um, so they've they've dug this hole. Uh, of course, the NCAA has. They've dug this hole themselves. Um, I say get rid of any bowl that's played in a baseball stadium because those fields are terrible. Yeah, yeah. Even today. Uh, the, <laughs> The Minnesota, yeah, thank you. Yeah. Minnesota, Syracuse, one of the Yankee Stadium. It's warm right now for New York, but that field was in crappy shape. Yeah. Well, who was, I don't know who was playing. I think it was yesterday or something, but I saw someone tweet like their kids play on better quality fields than what was put on for a college football yeah. game that was televised. Yeah. It's, I think you just, you have to shorten, you have to yep. do something like that. I think it's the only way it's going to fix it is it's too diluted right now. Mm-hmm. Big Ten's doing well in Bulls so far, though. Yeah, they are. Wisconsin and Minnesota both got wins. What were your thoughts on Fickle? Or not fishing, but coaching? I couldn't tell if he was actually coaching or, or if he not. Was just there. Because yeah. there was mixed reports, but he he had a headset on on the yeah. sideline because I watched a little bit and it looked like he was talking, but he could have been just talking to Jim Leonard, coach, you know. And But either way, he was more involved as a new yeah. coach than I've ever seen. I just thought it was very interesting. I don't know if it's more of a pro or a con, but. Yeah. I mean, he he's kind of all in. Um, yeah. Probably doesn't hurt anything, I guess. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know because obviously, like, think about that from a perspective, like the contrast is, you know, Walters he's going, but he's in the, he's yes. been kind of hands off, he's kind of more observing. Which I get. I, I think I see both sides. Like, I mean, I get Walters' approach. It's like, hey, this 
this was, you know, even though it wasn't Brian Brahma head coach, but this was their team, like their right. players, like let them finish. Let them finish. It let them finish. Um, but also, like, I mean, when in Fickle's case, it's like it's his team now. So, like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. he can do what he wants. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it's definitely important to Walters to be around, scout the guys, you know, figure out kind of what he has coming back. Um, I remember when Daryl Hazel took our job. He went down to the bowl game, but yeah. we let him finish his duties at Kent State. He coached their Birmingham Bowl or whatever the hell yeah. they were. I feel like he, he um, couldn't do that nowadays. Like, you can't no, do that. No, you can't. Not with the transfer not portal. With the por- nope. Yeah, you can't do that. I mean, I already feel like we're already behind a little bit in that. But I think the names will be coming. The names yeah. will be coming. And we and we land a big one over the weekend yeah. in uh, Texas. A redshirt sophomore quarterback, Hudson Card, who was the number two dual threat uh, quarterback coming out of high school in 2020. Um, saw a lot of action. Everybody. Yes. Got, was the star in 2021, or at least started more, more games than not, and then got beat by Quinn Ewers for the job this year, buddy. Uh, played well in replace of Quinn Ewers, especially when he went down against Alabama. Texas probably should have won that game. That's the first time I remember seeing Hudson Card play live when I was watching on TV. Um, and I think it sounds like Drew Brees was a big recruiting was, tool. Like, oh, in recruiting. <laughs> yeah, yeah they, they went to rival high schools even. Okay. Um, so, yeah, Drew was on the phone with him, with Hudson and his dad at numerous times, oh. they said. Um, okay. Pitching cool. Purdue. So it worked. And, you know, Graham Harrell, we didn't get to talk about this. Graham Harrell's the offense coordinator coming in. Um, and then Kevin Kane's the defense coordinator coming in. All young guys. Graham Harrell's familiar with the air raid offense. He ran it under Mike Leach as a player, ran it as an office coordinator at North Texas, a little bit at USC, a version, not really full air raid, yeah. and also at West Virginia. So I'm interested to see what kind of air raid version he brings to Purdue. Uh, but the staff's filling out nicely got a couple more additions to go uh, but i am excited about the hudson card it made the earlier news that came out that day of brady allen entering the portal not yeah. sting so much and yeah, it made it made I, sense made it made yeah sense. it makes sense and it sucks um just because you know obviously with brady allen being from indiana you know right you know we wanted him to it's the talk of him coming out of college or high school was this kid's legit you know i think had he not committed to Purdue, he may have gotten a, that offer from Notre Dame or something, you know, down the line, had he not been so committed. But, um, yeah, I mean, I get it. You know, I'm interested to see what happens to Alimo. I mean, I'm, I'm going to yeah. somebody as a backup. Obviously, we have the Ryan Brown Ryan yeah. Brown coming in as a freshman, but he's probably going to redshirt, you know, just yeah. being a freshman. Um, so, yeah, it'll be interesting. But, yeah, the Hudson card was an absolute – Yeah. I remember sitting – I said – you know, sitting at, you know, up in my hometown, I saw it come across, and I was like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> I was like, "This is incredible." I texted <laughs> you and Andrew earlier in the day. I said, "Maybe this means Hudson's coming." I mean, yeah. I was I was more just trying to be optimistic because, right. you know, the other names, JT Daniels, uh, committed to Rice, which I was I did not want him. I was fine with that. Yeah. Uh, Slovis, uh, crud, where did he go? He, BYU, he BYU, went to BYU. Yeah. Which I was like, I'd rather have him than Daniels, but once again, yeah. didn't really want him and. Get Hudson Carr, a big name from Texas. Uh, yeah, I mean it's it's the biggest name that Purdue's got since Robert Marv, who was a yeah. highly talented recruit coming out of Miami. Um, so he's got three years of eligibility left. So uh, it's rock and roll, and uh, see see what happens. Yeah, I saw a video because I, I didn't really, I haven't really, I never watched any Texas games this year, but I saw a, a clip on post after he committed of him kind of scrambling. I was like, this kid's got some wheels. Yeah, he does. Uh, yeah, yeah, he does. Take that. 
Yeah, that's something we haven't had in a long time. Uh, probably since Justin. I wanted to go with. I wanted to go with passing. Like obviously, we had some guys who could right. run, like a, like a Rob Henry, but the throwing wasn't always there. Right. Right. So yeah, we will. Uh, we will see. We will see how it goes. Um, but it's exciting news for sure. Um, so I also I love the uh, when a uh, notification on my ring doorbell. I was checking out real quick. So. When uh, <laughs> when Hudson committed, there was the uh, the tweet that Walters put out where he was kind of dancing in his car. I was yep. like, I love that. I love that. Is that the bad signal? Oh, I'll take it. oh, the old people didn't like it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, I got some words for them, but uh, PG. But yeah, that was I like that. I, mean, I think that's going to really resonate with guys. I mean, I saw a couple current players tweeting, you know, retweeting it and talking about it and they seem to love it. So I think, I think I think it's really cool to see how, not that, I mean, Brom wasn't old by any means, but I think that it's just a little different with the Walters and him being able to oh, absolutely. be much, obviously younger than Brom and um, having played recent, more recently than they had, than, uh, than Jeff had, um, but him being able to, uh, or Walters being able to really, uh, interact and really kind of relate to the players a lot more on a personal level, which, you know, as we, as things are coming out more and more about, you know, the Bromco regime and it sounds <laughs> like it was a pretty tight lipped group. Yep. Now he's got uh cactus Jack back in the saddle <laughs> for 60 years. I could not believe that. I mean, I, I, I Part of me just thinks like, is it just like he knows Jack, so it's like just some stability. Knows the offense, here. which they say is a really complex offense for a college offense in the playbook. Yeah. Um, so like it just helps him just kind of get. Because like, I saw some Louisville guys like loving it. So like, oh, we get you know he can he knows Brom he can you know be <laughs> fine for year one. Well, they have their I think they got a good quarterback recruit. Like he can you know right. learn the offenses as a freshman or whatever, but. I, mean, I like Jack. I mean, obviously, I was sad to see I had nothing him against him. I had nothing, I had nothing against him. But I was like, I mean, he got benched twice for a reason. No. So maybe the ACC is better for him than the Big Ten or Pac-12. <laughs> I hope he puts up big numbers against Indiana and Notre Dame next year. Yes, yes. So, Which he's played against Notre Dame once already. So Twice. He played it with Cal this year, too. And Notre oh, Dame right. gave yeah. him a pretty good game. So he's played at Notre Dame Stadium twice. I think, I think Louisville hosts Notre Dame, I think, I think this year, if I'm not mistaken. So... I don't know. It, it'll be interesting for Purdue fans just to keep their eye on just for the heck yeah. of it. But, uh, but no, it's um, – <laughs> I mean, we, we're we going to have a much more uh, football news to talk about the next two months with – because I think, I think February signing day will be more active for Purdue than, than the December one was. I mean, obviously the guys like Kendrick Gilbert didn't sign, which right. was kind of expected. Then the tight end from uh, – in Indiana, remember in high school, I should say he didn't sign, which it was maybe thought he was going to sign that Friday, but I don't think That's he ended right. up signing. I forgot about that. I, I figured he signing. was just going to, and he did. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think he's putting up, which I mean, I get, I mean, I get it. Yeah, sure. As I think Brian Hubert said, like it's not really as important right now, it's more of getting portal guys with this new coaching staff. So obviously, we still have to fill out the rest of the staff, but I'm, yeah, I'm not worried now. Come. Mid-January, if we still only have Hudson Card committed, I'll be a little, right. a little worried. But I think after the bowl game, things will pick up a I lot do too. more once, I do once too. the old staff moves out. And yep, I we'll do too. It's, it's interesting, bowl games just in general now, like we've already talked about. But like, just think Saturday you got the college football playoff. Yeah. You know, two most important. But then you have other bowl games like our bowl game in between yeah. college football playoff and national <laughs> championship. 
Well, so, I, I turned on the Minnesota game briefly today before our basketball game, and I was like, I mean, I know I went to the Big Ten Championship as did you, and I was like, which wasn't it was what three weeks ago? Yeah, I know. I was like, I was like, this is the first time football I've watched. Obviously, I was like, I feel like I haven't watched football in like two months. So it just felt weird watching it. So that's which is usually how it goes. Like when it comes to bowl game, I'm going to be like, oh, I forgot half of our players. <laughs> oh, I know, I know. It's, well, and now with some leaving, you know, entering the portal and yeah. going to the NFL, it's it's got to be. There's going to be some guys out there. I'm going to have to probably <laughs> Google on my phone the, the roster real quick to see who they are. Yeah, um, it'll be interesting. But uh, one thing we didn't talk about: Brock Thompson is coming back for Purdue next year. Yes, so that'll be it was nice. great. Yeah, hopefully yeah. he can end his career. In the fashion he wants to, yeah. So, yeah. Um, one thing I got, I got to get your uh, your thoughts on real quick before we wrap the show up is uh, you as a Bears fan, oh, uh, the, the Bears might be doing all Big Ten fans a favor, uh, <laughs> trying to get Kevin Warren out of the Big Ten. Oh God! <laughs> I will say, I mean, as much as Kevin Warren, absolutely fumbled and kicked 40 feet into the stands the big 10 when COVID happened yeah that I mean, that was he started off on a bad bad foot <laughs> yeah um i feel like he's definitely yeah. redeemed himself with you know getting the new media deal which is gonna be huge for the conference mm-hmm. obviously bringing in the teams like usc and ucla mm-hmm. so I'm like okay as a president ceo like i can see it i can see it um won't stop everybody from just absolutely trashing them. Not that they don't get trashed already. Like it's a horribly run organization. Except I, I think they got the brightest future of all four major Chicago sports teams, Evan. I, right yeah, now, I, I do. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, partly because the other three are just doing a really good job. Or I guess the other four. Four. Say. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, sure yeah. Five, yeah. Yeah. You forgot about the White Sox. It's fine. I get it. I actually forgot about the Blackhawks. <laughs> yeah. I, know, I did too. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I feel like it's more just like more more so those teams just fumbling away. Like the Bulls, the Bulls should be should have it, but they are. Yeah, Donovan's uh, gonna get fired. Yeah, they are. Although what's weird, I almost said this to our group chat last night with our all of our buddies, but I knew I would have gotten like a no one cares type of response. <laughs> but the Bulls are under five hundred, but they're five and one against the top three teams in the East. Play up to, up and down their competition. Yeah, <laughs> what something. But yeah, I think I mean I like what I've seen of Justin Fields. Yeah, thanks, Mooney. Appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> that Mooney with the Bears still suck. Call yeah, um, I'm liking what I see of their offense, even though yeah. they, their defense needs a lot of work. Which yeah. that's weird, isn't it? For, uh, for yeah, a Bear fan to yeah say? which uh, um, I haven't really paid attention to much. Like I know they're in terms of like drafting and all that. Right. But I'm almost like I'm almost wondering if. They should trade down just so they can get a lot for it. And just yep. if they have a guy that they think they, that they really want that's not a top three pick, mm-hmm. so they'll probably be in the top three or four easily mm-hmm. um, with the way things are going. Um, I wouldn't be opposed to that and just get more capital um, to get whoever you want. Quarterback hungry teams will give up a lot. Oh, yeah. To yeah. move up. So, yep. Just had to get your thoughts there. And then I will say the good thing about Kevin Warren that I found out today. When he worked with the Minnesota Vikings, he was real involved with their stadium, their new stadium they got. So if the Bears are indeed okay. looking at a new stadium, oh, um, okay. that that could be a big a big reason why they're they're maybe looking to pull the trick on this move. So yeah, actually, I was going to ask you. I I sent this to you and Andrew in our group chat. But I want to get it on a more public forum. I, I I'm not going to pull. It, I don't want to say I pulled up, um, but it had to do with going back with basketball. But I saw someone on the boards 
say something. Oh, I was right here. Okay. Excited that we haven't talked that much since I did six of this to you guys. But someone on the boards, I'm not going to say their name because it's a freaking nightmare. Um, <laughs> so, because obviously there's been a whole lot of talk about, you know, more from the national side of Purdue versus UConn, who should be number one. Right. If you haven't listened to the Goodman Hummel podcast where they, they talk about that right off the bat, Goodman makes the argument that UConn should be number one because their body of work and Robbie, if he could have, he would have slapped him because he's like, you're wrong. If you can talk about other things, but if his body of work, then no, that's not the argument mm-hmm. to have with this. Um, but there's been a lot of back and forth between UConn and Purdue and all that. And someone posted UConn is the antithesis of Purdue as a program. Three national titles since 2004 in years where they didn't even win their own conference. This is why I find people demanding more of Purdue in a single elimination tournament funny. They haven't won a tournament game in seven years. Or haven't won, yeah, haven't won a tournament game in seven years, but I'm sure people would trade Purdue's program for UConn's because they got hot for a few weeks with an entirely different coaching staff a long time ago. Oh, Purdue's so. a better overall program, a more consistent program, but historically speaking, it's UConn. There's no doubt. Yeah. I, would you trade? Would you trade like the last? Okay, since 2004. So just I guess just in those years they've had three titles. Would you trade the last their their since 2004 for for ours? I would. Yeah. Because those, no matter what happens, you have those three. Yeah. Sets of three weeks in March to remember. Yeah. And it's just a yeah. special ride. Um, I mean, you you gone. I mean, they've been a good program our lifetime. We do. We just don't think yeah. about. It. We don't no. think about them enough. I mean, because, yeah, they've won, you know, not only the ones you spoke of, but they won in 99. Yeah. As well. So that's four national titles in our lifetime. And their women's yeah. team has dominated. Yeah. Uh, not not as much recently, but they're still really, no. really good. But, yeah, no, that I thought that's why I said interesting take because that really made me think. Um, but it, it is. It is. A lot, of, a lot of suck in between. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. March Madness is a crapshoot. It's. Yeah. A lot of luck goes into it. Um, yeah. You know, not having an off night, staying healthy, matchups, just a lot of different things. Yeah. Um, and, and like my fiance, whole, like- my fiance brought a good point up. Uh, it might have been tonight when she was talking to me on the phone when she got off work when the game was going. I don't know. Maybe it was last night. She said, I feel like a lot of, uh, a lot of sports is luck. I said, well, to an extent, it is. Yeah. I mean, you you got you got guys who are crazily, you know, naturally gifted athletes, but also there's luck in every sport involved in every right. game. So. Yeah. Well, it's like I think yeah, the best way, especially with like, I mean, as we've I've said and we've said at nauseum, it's like yeah, NCAA tournament is the worst way to crown a champion, but it's the most fun way by 100%. far. 100%. Um, it's yeah, but like I think the best way is is like the. What the MLB does, which is or NBA, like best of seven. Yeah, so the, you the, yeah, you're, you're not gonna but have a then, like. I mean, you you saw we've seen it in baseball where it's like a team creeps into the playoffs and then just gets it's absolutely hot, hot and, and wins it. The when Phillies won, this year, yeah, they won like, like 85 games or something mm-hmm. in the season, and they're beating teams that won 110. Yep. Um, yeah, it's yeah, but I think that's that's the best way to do it. But obviously, yep. it, it's still. Crazy. I, I agree with that. I, I think March Madness is the best, and then the NFL playoffs is second. Yes. Um, yeah. Just because it's there's a lot of excitement with it, because if you have an off night in the playoffs, you're out. Yep. So, Thad Moody said he take the three uh, championships that UConn has in a heartbeat, cancels out the IU talk of all their banners from before when we were born. Yep. Good point. Yep. I think we've seen, what, Butler have more Final Fours in our lifetime out of any Indiana team. Yeah, they've had two. I guess, well, maybe I guess for my lifetime because I was born in September '92. You were born in February. So you saw you didn't have another one, but for me, it's been Butler. Yeah. It's been Butler for me. 
Yeah, yeah. So technically, I'm tied, but yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're right. Um, the IU team wasn't even good. And uh, Butler's second team wasn't even that good. The one that yeah. lost to UConn in the the worst national championship God, game so ever. That was so boring. <laughs> I remember sitting in my dorm room, Kerry Quad. I'm like, this is awful. <laughs> and the Super Bowl sucked that year, too, between the Steelers and the Packers. I'm like, am I going to get anything good to watch? Because um, yeah, that was, yeah, that was the Final Four that coming off the year that we should have been in. It was like, okay, we got yeah. Robbie, Juwan, and each one back, like, and then Robbie gets hurt again. Yeah. And we um, overachieved that year big time. Yeah, we did. Big time. <laughs> and we woke up at the wrong time in March. Um, yeah, heading into the Big Ten tournament, then the Big Ten tournament itself, then the NCAA tournament, we kind of got schlacked three times. So, yeah. yeah, but hopefully that's not the case this year. Hopefully nope. that's not the case this year. This time I think already. I think this team they seem to be so level headed. I mean, yeah, I hear stories of you know like when I think when they got to number one, I think Edie like sent a text to like the entire team of like you know this doesn't really matter. I mean, obviously it's great accomplishment, but like let's focus, like stay focused. Um, and you know, it sounds like Gillis does a really good job of leadership now that he's an upperclassman. So it's, I think his team's definitely a lot more level-headed, and guys just want to win more than yep. anything. So yep, yep. And, and you know, even talking, I saw somebody in the on the Golden, Golden Black message boards in the weekly chat yesterday was asking if we'd go in the portal and get a point guard to back up Smith. And Brian Newbert said probably, but he said I can tell you this: Matt Painter's going to be very careful about bringing somebody in that could potentially mess with the chemistry of this team. Yeah, it seems for like the most part they're gonna be back next year. Yeah, so. yeah, I think that's what's been awesome to watch them go back to basketball. It's like with Braden, is like I feel like he's got so much, such good chemistry with with a lot of guys already. Like he had the past to first. I think it was the first today was like at least when I first when I first happened, I was like I don't know how he passed the ball because he like he drove baseline and I think like he went like literally just around the guard. He had to throw it behind his head or something like that to first and first got a, a layup out of it. But I was like. I just I couldn't believe some of the yeah. stuff that some passes he's able to make to these guys with all the chemistry they've got. Well, and uh, Tom Crean, you know, say what you want about him as head coach, he's a whack job, but he's a pretty good in studio analyst. Oh, he's a great he was analyst. saying the other yeah. night that Purdue cuts to score, whereas a lot of Big Ten teams cut just to cut and, and yeah. get movement going. And he said Purdue cuts to score, and he was really praising Painter's. Uh, offensive sets with cutting so i was trying to look out for that more tonight and and we do yeah. we, we cut the score it's true yeah well so, you like guys like like a lawyer that's what i'm in again going as we progress through big 10 play when it gets a lot more physical like watching guys like a lawyer like he expends so much energy just trying to get open and cut like we've already said like i'm sure the freshman wall will hit some of these guys um but yeah, it's crazy yeah, this, how much minutes these guys are logging <laughs> yep. in their career it is it is, but it's going to pay dividends down the road. So. Oh, yeah. But uh, if you're uh, trying to figure out what you uh, want to eat this upcoming Monday when we have not only the Citrus Bowl, you'll probably eat some Cheez-Its during the game but as a snack, course. but you need a meal during the game, and you need a meal at nighttime during the Big Ten opener against Rutgers. Well, we got you taken care of with Mad Mushroom. If you spend over $20 on your order, you get $5 off any order using promo code BREAK5 online. Or if you go in person, just tell them the Boiler Breakdown sent you. And for everybody listening, before those events I just talked about, <laughs> you could still take advantage of the pizza of the month. You got two days uh, 
left, which is, well, by the time this podcast comes out, you'll have two days left. It's the simmer piece of the month is the breakfast bomb. It's Mad Much's signature sausage gravy, onions, green peppers, diced potatoes, bacon, cheddar, and mozzarella cheeses, and served with a, size, a side of hot sauce starting at 14 bucks. So get two of those. That puts you at $28.00. You're over the $20 limit. You can get $5 off. Or you can get one of those and get a cheese stick. you got to get a cheese stick. If you go to Mad Mushroom, they're in the heart and soul of Boilermaker Country. They're home of the original cheese sticks. you got to get a cheese stick no matter what you do. Then you just got to decide which dipping sauce you want. That's a whole nother ball game. Jeez. But uh, either way, whatever you do, if it's in person or online, if your order's over $20, make sure to use our promo code BREAK5 or tell them the Boiler Breakdown sent you for $5 off any order. That's Mad Mushroom Feed your head and evan i see you sporting something that you got for christmas there yes i did brand new hoodie compliments of the shop very comfortable um i put it on i wasn't wearing it for during the game but i want to put it on for the show and uh <laughs> i might not take it off because it's, it's incredibly That's all that matters yeah uh, i really want to wear it to mackie next week but it might be a little too warm because it's gonna be packed to the gills for that Rutgers game when I'm in attendance, but uh, yeah, the shop's been making t-shirts uh, since 2011. They started out in the garage. Um, now they've worked their way all the way up to not only an online presence, but two uh, brick and mortar stores, one in Broad Ripple, which you can still get to. I know they've had a lot of construction in Broad Ripple as of late. You can still get there on the sidewalk. Just be careful. Um, but they've also got a location up in Carmel. If you're coming from the north side of India, if you're coming from Northern Indiana, I've been to that one. Yep. Yep. I haven't been to the new location. I haven't, I haven't been to that one yet. I went to their old Carmel location. Um, incredibly comfortable shirts. Not only for Purdue, but Indiana Butler, Ball State, Indiana State, all the Pacers. They've got some Indianapolis football. I'm not sure if they've actually got an actual thing with the Colts, but it's Indianapolis football, but it's blue and it's the Colts. Mm-hmm. Um, all things Indiana drinkware. I've got the, to match the script of my hoodie, I've got the uh, drum uh, glass as well. Um, good quality stuff, great people. And if you uh, want to do some late Christmas shopping or you know New Year's Eve shopping. You got you got some cash from uh from Christmas. You can go to the shopping.com, use promo code breakdown for twenty five percent off, which my dad used to get the city for me. So look at that. Best deal around. Yep. Best deal around. So and maybe you got some birthdays in the family coming up Absolutely. soon too. So always makes sense. Yeah, got a birthday coming up and get by for him. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> I'll take it. I can send you my size. Um any closing thoughts uh Oh, I was gonna say you said when you're talking about cheese it's for the football game. What yeah. do you think of uh the cheese at hotel room? That was something I, could, I wouldn't be able to sleep. Pretty bright. Pretty <laughs> it's bright, too man. Much. It is too much. Pretty bright. Yeah, I, I, I hope it's only there for like a day because there's no way I'd be able to sleep in that room. I do like cheese it's though. <laughs> Oh, cheeses are incredible. So we don't buy them in our household. Oh, yeah, we know we do. The box, box will be gone in a day. Um, look at the scores. Uh, with 12 minutes to go in the second half, Nebraska's up 24 on Iowa. <laughs> Has France head exploded yet? Can somebody, can somebody please comment? Uh, Central Michigan's up five at Michigan with 10.30 to go, and Maryland's up six with, at, at the under 12. It's just beautiful. Just it was wild. That's I was just like, just take care of business. That's all I wanted today, like until yeah. you did. Yeah, obviously didn't just, cover, but it's hard to cover thirty six balls. Just win any win. day. Just win. Just keep on. No, winning. let's. Um, I guess looking back, twenty twenty two as a whole. Yeah. For Purdue sports, what was your uh, maybe favorite moment? Oh, that's a good one. Man, that's a good one. 
basketball had fun moments, but it was also just so stressful every game. It was, and it, <laughs> just the way it ended sucked. Kind of takes away because like but, I back that Illinois game, like at Mac, I wasn't there, but that Illinois game because it was such a big game because it was yep. you know they were two teams fighting. And, Jaden just took over and kind of just blew him away that game. I remember I was at a hotel room and just like trying to contain Max Evan from not stomping on the ground and <laughs> pissed everybody the, underneath the, me. But the double overtime win in Champaign on Martin Luther King Jr. Day was that really was, good because that was just like I was, a fight between two good basketball teams. I was sitting in Mad Mush. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. Um, the Texas win in the second round, I feel like everybody forgets because of what oh, happened yeah, in St. True. Peter's. I, Ivy it, hits the big shot. Um, you know, everybody forgets about that. Morton, um, Morton did a really good job on Marcus Carr yes. in that game. And then making the Big Ten championship, winning the Big Ten West. I think, I think, I forgot about that Texas game, but I think looking no. back, I was like, it's hard to beat. I mean, obviously, not, I wouldn't say beat. I mean, obviously, it's nice to beat Indiana, but like just the fact that I was like, we, are, we made the Big Ten championship right. was absolutely wild. Yep. Absolutely wild. Fun atmosphere. Game t- yeah. turned out like we wanted to, and then the events followed were pretty crazy within the next yeah. week. But uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it was uh, it's it was a good year, good year for Boilermaker sports, and not only just basketball, football, but a lot of other sports too. So hopefully, twenty twenty three is even better. I almost said Music City Bowl, but I forgot that happened in December of twenty twenty one. Yep, it did. Yep. See what that Mooney on Facebook said. Fran's head's about to explode. Highly entertaining <laughs> mannerisms on the Iowa sidelines. Always is. Always is keep the clipboards away from him. He will snap. I saw very someone easily. put on on uh, Twitter is like, does Nebraska turn into a quad one win? <laughs> They're better than people give them. Credit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they must, they I got think some. has got to get an additional year. So yeah, yeah. So well, with that said, I think that wraps up our last episode of 2022. We'll be back next week. I'm not sure what day. We'll figure it out. Hopefully, our other co-host Andrew Eiler can join us. Um, because I think he's enjoying talking about Purdue a lot more than Butler these days. <laughs> uh, but uh, let's boiler up, hammer down, beat the uh, Tigers and Scarlet Knights. Boiler up. <laughs>